Hello and welcome to Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. There's already a door slamming in the background. I thought, thought maybe I could find some quiet to record this. I was wrong. We're going to slam through this because I'm actually in my office at work after hours, and I would like to leave to go run some errands. We're going to start with some pretty heavy stuff, and we're just going to jump right into it. I've got a friend who recently had some problems. He's on probation right now, and I tried to give him good advice. I tried to steer him in the right path, but ultimately, and this this has to be my mantra, um, I can only control myself. He has already violated probation and um, hasn't been caught for it, but I'm gonna slam a door. There we go. He hasn't been caught yet, but I don't wanna see him already go down the road to ruin. And I got very frustrated and um, took it out on him. And I did it poorly, and that was my fault. I take accountability for that. And I apologized to him. I said, you know, mate, I should not have done it when I did it, but I'm not going to apologize for what I said. You know, maybe, yeah, I should have pulled you aside, um, and we should have had a, a more frank, civil discussion. Um, but I was frustrated, and it kind of took a hold of me. I told him at some point that it's like you make it hard for me to care about you as a friend because you know he knows what I went through and I'm one of the few people that you know have similar experiences and I can say like look these are some of the mistakes I made or these are just mistakes you shouldn't make um you know you got to play nice you got to play the game um he's going to lose his job over this and I was trying to give him advice on how to maintain his job uh, and he just wasn't listening and I went okay um, in the end, I said, you're going to do whatever you're going to do, and you're going to listen or not, but I kind of washed my hands of this um, emotional baggage I'm going to carry for you. That's that's the end. I mean, if he's not going to listen to me, why should I waste my breath? And I know that sounds cold and callous, um, and I know that at certain points in my life, people have given me advice, and I just didn't take it, and I look back, and I'm like, no matter what you would have said, I would not have heard you. I'm better now, and I can be receptive to, to constructive criticism or advice, and I can go, oh, you've gone through this. Well, you know, how did that end for you? Poorly? Great. Well, let me avoid those pitfalls, because um, I don't want anything to end poorly on my side of things. But it's just frustrating when, you know, he won't listen, and it infuriates me. I know he's a good guy, and he's going to get through it, but, you know, I don't want to see him self-destruct, and I know it's easy when you think you have nothing to self-destruct, because it's literally like, what do I have to lose? My shitty life? Um, I, I know I went through that. But moving on to the family that I can't choose. Thanksgiving is in a couple of days. This will go up the day after. So hopefully I will have survived it. This will be the first year in two years I'm able to drink around my family again after a hiatus of drinking. I'm going to try not to overdo it, but my family crawls under my skin like a chigger and they they just they're they're entitled and self-absorbed i know when i say self-absorbed i'm doing a podcast it's just me about my problems but this is therapeutic i don't care if anyone listens to me not that i don't care about you guys out there but you know what i mean but they're self-absorbed judgmental gossipy bitches with some recent um problems my cousin has had i don't necessarily want to be around him and his ex-wife is this entitled princess vibe and I just don't understand it and I don't I don't like it they're raising my nieces that way and I don't like that either but they're not my kids so 
fucking whatever. I'm gonna have to survive this. Honestly, if it were up to me, I would dodge my family and just uh, uh, sit at home with uh, like a six pack of beer and uh, just get a bunch of uh, work done on our website, which I'll talk about a little bit later because that's still not completely done now. Yeah, my family is, they're not horrible people. They're not monsters. But, you know, I'm the black sheep of the family. And, you know, I, we don't connect on anything. And I know they're all going to ask me about uh, Star Wars. I'm going to be like, you don't know. Like, you you only know, like, the general non-nerd populace knows. And I may not have the answers or the patience to fill you in. And, and I watch their eyes glaze over. The minute they, that question ends and they look to me for an answer, their eyes glaze over. They don't care. They're just waiting for their turn to talk again or ask another question so they can seem interested. And I appreciate the effort. But if you're not interested... Just leave me alone. I can dick around on my phone. I'll, you know, I'll hide some... Well, I'm not allowed to hide somewhere and just watch stuff on my computer anymore. I, I, I did that once. And I got yelled at. So I was being antisocial. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm antisocial. And it's not, it's not anxiety by any means in terms of the antisocial stuff. It's just like, you know, I would much rather be catching up on Doctor Who or rewatching Daredevil or Jessica Jones or Man in the High Castle then talk to any of you. Like, I'm sorry. Um, you know, Netflix loves me and I love it back. I don't know if I can say the same about you guys. I don't think they have it in them for loving me. I mean, I think they go, oh, well, it's my nephew or my cousin or whatever. But, I mean, it's, that's not love. Um, it's this fake plastic sentimentality that I have to deal with for a handful of days a year, which I know doesn't sound that much, but it, oh my God, it defines the holidays of like, God damn it, fucking family. Um, I would much rather, like I said, uh, just get a six pack of dry dock apricot ale and just work on, um, uh, an aspect of the website that I'll, um, I guess I'll talk about now. We are launching, uh, in a couple of days, once this posts, a new podcast called Mr. Right. Um, it is, uh, true tales of surviving the literary landscape and industry. Um, I read a bunch of stuff that's been uh, that I've written that's been published that hasn't been published. Stuff I'm not doing with, and I talk about um, advice um, in terms of surviving um, rejection, surviving the industry, what not, what to do, what not to do. There's one where I'm I'm gonna um, dissect some of my poetry and say, well, these are some of the tools I've used, or this is what I've learned. Because uh, I got I, I got my minor in college in poetry. It's not really doing me a whole lot, um, other than I invent new forms of sonnets and talk to people about uh, enjambment and parallel structure, which that's what I'll talk about when I do the, the, the poetry one, um, which I believe that episode is, is about halfway through our notes, and so I think it's called Accidentally on Purpose. But anyway, uh, so we're launching Mr. Wright, so I'm happy to now have, I think we'll be up to six shows, um... And I think we're going to be launching D20 Proof uh, sometime in December. Uh, Lizzie's been on his whirlwind world tour um, for his day job. And when he gets back, um, I'll be able to sit down with him and, and Deb and talk about um, hard release dates for some of this stuff. Because the episodes for D20 are pretty much, they're edited, they're together. I just need to ID3 tag them in, in iTunes 
and start uh, getting them into the RSS and get them approved by iTunes. So they're pretty much kind of ready to go within a week um, once I get the go-ahead. But I was talking to someone, um, a fan uh, of the podcast, uh, of the network, and we were talking about Mr. Wright, and I said, yeah, this is what's going to happen. And they go, well, you should put the pieces up somewhere on the website um, so people can read them, because sometimes it's hard to listen to someone just read. They want to read along, or they want to go back and reread those pieces, um, or see what I was talking about in terms of the, the poetry. So um, I started putting together, there's a new icon on, um, it's not up yet, on the Mr. Right page, it's a little book, and when you click on it, you go to kind of a table of contents, is what I'm calling it, um, but it's kind of an episode guide, and you can click on the episode, and it'll bring up the text that I read. And the problem with that was I was having an issue with the, um, the customization of the text field in that I was able to get it up and I could screw with some, you know, settings to make it wider, longer, so forth, so on. My issue was that the text inside of the box was, uh, able to be edited by anyone looking at it. Um, and obviously I didn't want that. It would make no sense. It's like literally if you were reading a book and someone just started like, deleting sentences or words or writing the word chicken fucker randomly in places. So I had to find a certain code, a uh, little code dongle, I guess. I don't know. A little piece, a little bit of code, but then I couldn't figure out where to fucking put it inside of the HTML itself. And that was a 15 minute headache, but I got it fixed and I'm very happy. Um, so I'm about, I think seven pieces out of 17. Um, I'm going to be working on it um, steadily throughout later today as it's a half day at the day job. And uh, all of Thanksgiving, I'll be, I'll be working on that um, and probably into Friday if I'm not done. So, But I'm looking forward to seeing the, the response to the pieces I'm putting up to Mr. Wright itself. Um, I know with our audio hosting, some people have seen Mr. Wright. Um, we haven't necessarily advertised it. It'll get... Um, pushed and pimped on uh, next Monday. So I'm very thrilled. Um, finally doing something with all the stuff I've written over the years. But I'm still working on the website with my point on that one. Sounds like I don't have much of a personal life. Well, I'll tell you, that leads me into my last two things. So the girl I met last week, you remember her, the one I'm not going to mention, uh, or her name anyway. We've kind of disconnected, unfortunately, since I didn't get her number. Um, I did find her on Facebook, but I'm wondering if I send her a friend request, if it's, like, creepy stalkery. So maybe I'll send her one, you know, after Thanksgiving and kind of test the playing field on that one. Uh, but uh, other than that, like, I, I haven't seen her around, and that's fine, um, you know, like I said last week, like I wasn't, I kind of had that weird pseudo breakthrough that, you know, I wasn't afraid of love. I wasn't afraid of being hurt. Uh, it was liberating. And I'm still at that stage because even if this sucks and I have to go through it, um, and nothing happens, then that's fine. I'm fine. I can only control myself. I'm okay on the other side of the fire. I'm fine. And, and, and by the way, you know, you guys have been listening to this for 113 episodes. Before this show started, I was a completely different person. I would have uh, purposely gone into a um, depressive um, d depression. You know, I, I would drink to numb the pain that seemed so amplified, but really wasn't. 
It was amplified by the drinking. So yeah, I, I'm a completely different person. I handle things so much better. And some of the stuff I say can sound so common sense to you guys. That's like, yeah, I'm okay at the other end of this. But you know what? Two, three years ago, I was angry. I was emotionally cut off from everyone around me, including myself. Like, I just felt anger. The joke was I only had one feeling, and it was hate. Um, and by hate, I don't mean anything uh, xenophobic or, or, or racist or anything. But I mean, like, just loathing for myself and, and the world around me. But I'm so much more open now and receptive, and, um, and I know I'm going to be okay. I am okay. I don't need to know. It's not a future tense thing. It's present tense. I am okay. And in that as well, there was a there was a um, a little experiment I was running where I was on Tinder. I made some matches. I actually asked a few uh, of of the girls out, um, and never got any replies. Tinder, in terms of the experiment, is effectively over. I'm gonna delete my profile. It it, it didn't work for me. Um, it was a thing to try. Um, I had moderate, moderately high hopes based on its, uh, 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 I can't think of the word, uh, but based on its high profile, um, you know, as an app. So whatever, it's fine. It, you know, and I, I didn't care. Like I'd tell people like, yeah, I met her on Tinder. Like I'm not going to lie and say a farmer's market. No one's going to fucking believe that. Um, but Tinder, yeah, they'll, they'll buy that. And I, I wasn't embarrassed. Cause I'm like, it's simply a means to an end. It's a tool to use to meet people. I'm, I'm kind of screwing off a of Tinder as well. So not that I'm closing myself off. Um, it's just, like I said, it was an experiment. It didn't work and I'm moving on. Um, so really this whole show, I've, I've got a note for it for when it goes up on Friday that the whole, the, like the, what I call a selling point, which is kind of a, an encapsulated idea of each episode, um, to write on Facebook, this one's dealing with people. Um, so between, I mean, the, one of the notes says giving up on friends, which is what I talked about first. I'm not giving up on them. I'm gonna exude far less effort and be like, it's your life. Fuck it up if you want. You know, I, 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 I can lead you to water, but I can't make you drink. If he's not gonna listen to me, great. So I'm dealing with that. I'm dealing with not seeing uh, the girl from last week. I'm having to see my family. I'm eliminating a quote unquote, you know, dating social network app thing. Um, this is all how I'm suddenly relating to the world. And once again, not to beat a dead horse, but you know, a minute ago I talked about you know that that I'm that I'm in that three years ago I I you know was so closed off, and yeah I'm closing some doors but others are going to open, I and I'm 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 cool with that. Um, receptive is the word of the podcast apparently. But this is me dealing with the world so much better and not getting depressed that I haven't seen that girl from last week, not getting depressed I haven't met anyone on Tinder, not getting unnecessarily. Uh, and irrationally angry at my friend for not listening to me. I'm going, you know what? Here's the advice. Take it or leave it. You know, um, dealing with my family, I'm going to try to keep an even keel. Um, I can't guarantee that. My cousin's problems strike a little too close to home some days. And I find that, you know, it's a little hard for me to keep my trap shut. So there's that. So, you know, I'm actually redefining how I deal with the world and not in a negative way. 
um, like I would have years ago before this podcast. That's it. That's the list you cannot see. I'm Doug from Dam's Acute. Uh, from Dam's Acute. Good God. From Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. I'm Doug, and from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my acute mental neuroses. Happy Thanksgiving, Internet. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!